Welcome to the Enlightenment Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. Truth. Reality. What's really real? How do we decide what is the truth? For most people around the world, what we do is we base it upon what other people tell us. Religions around the world are based upon stories, stories that others have created. Whether they're true or not, they're accepted as reality. But what we're doing here is we're basing truth upon our experience, just our experience, not on what anyone else tells us. What is the truth based upon what we know, not based upon what Buddha, what Christ, what Muhammad, what other people have told us? What do we know for ourselves? That's what we're looking at. I remember once, many years ago, a man came to my door and wanted to share his truth with me. And he spent about 5-10 minutes talking about what his scripture said was truth. So I finally asked him and I said, What's your experience? What do you experience as being real? Tell me your story. And he was so flummoxed by my question that all he could do was go back to quoting what other people said the truth was. I'm sure he was a very sincere man, but he was looking for others for truth. What if we look for ourselves for what is true? Just ourselves. What do we find? Well, anything that's true has to be consistently true. It has to be permanently true. For example, when Columbus felt that the world was round and other people felt it was flat, he had to argue the point that it's round, it's not flat. And the people that thought it was flat after the Columbus came back were convinced that, oh yes, he was correct. Our information was incorrect because it changed. There was new information now. And the information that people had been basing the world as being flat was based upon not on their experience, but based upon what other people had told them. They didn't know that it was flat. They had just been told that it was flat. But when Columbus came back and said, no, it is round, then they had to readjust to the truth that the earth is round. That is a permanent truth. But what we're looking at now is what is permanently truthful, what is permanently, ultimately going to last. And the world doesn't last. Our experiences don't last. Everything that we know will change. There's only one thing that stays the same. And that's our awareness of what is. We right now are aware that we are. It's very simple. We just are. That is a permanent truth that we will experience throughout our lives. We don't know what's going to happen when we die, but the only thing we know for sure is right now we are. We are. Everything else can change and will change. And if we live long enough, it's going to change. But unfortunately, what we've done in the process of assuming that we are real, that everything that we experience is real, permanently real, we misidentify with who we are. Instead of staying identified with our awareness of being, we identify with our body and our minds. And so we suffer because we've misidentified with ourselves. Our bodies are in constant change. Our minds are changing all the time. What we think today may be completely different five years from now. They are in flux. Yet, every moment of our lives, we tend to completely identify 
with this changing being. And yet take a moment and go back, say, 10 years and think about the thoughts you had, the relationships you had, even the way your body looked 10 years ago compared to now. Have there been changes? Of course there have. Significant changes. And yet that's what we identify with. Instead of identifying with our awareness, our pure awareness of what is right now, we identify with our minds and bodies. So I want to give a little bit of a technique today that could be helpful to disidentify with our minds and bodies and help us to stabilize in who we really are, who we really are throughout our lives. Pure beingness, non-duality, just being. So what do we do? Imagine that in a sense you've passed, you're dead, and the body keeps functioning, the mind keeps going forward. So what do we do? We watch our bodies, we watch our minds, almost as if a ghost or a specter, and we see what it's doing, but we're not involved. You may wonder, but what will the body do? What will our minds do? If you try this, they'll do what they're supposed to do. You won't go hungry. You won't not go to work. You won't not interact with other people. You'll do the things that you need to do to function. And you may find you even do them better. But stand back and watch. Just watch your behavior as if you're a ghost, floating a little bit back and watching yourself all day long. And what will happen is, if you can really do this, just watch your body, watch your actions, and see them as not you. They aren't you. They are occurring, but they're not you. They're impermanent. They change. And with that slight distance, that slight distance from your body and your mind, then we can slide into or identify with who we are. The awareness of everything, not everything that happens. And everything happens because we're aware of it. So we watch things, but we don't get so involved with them. We stand back and observe the behavior. Even when there are emotions, we can still do this. I remember the first time this happened to me. I was having a pretty intense discussion with my wife, and I could feel the emotions, but I watched them. I could feel my responses, but I watched them. I didn't identify with them. And two beautiful things happened from that. One is the upsetness inside of me didn't stick. It almost went through me very easily, very quickly. And I was able to also change the ways in which I wanted to change because I wasn't identified with the body. It was far more easy for me to make changes to become a more loving person towards my wife. Because I think what we may find if we reside in the silence awareness is that we'll find that there's a deep, beautiful love there. Now, the only person that can prove that is you, is us when we go there. So let's spend some time being that ghost behind our body, watching our behavior, and don't be so identified with everything. And see the same as everyone else. They're merely projections of your awareness. They reside from who we are. And so because they're out there and they're part of us, they're not permanent, but they are part of us. We love, we find that a deep 
love floats out of us, exudes from our pores, our pure beingness is permeated in love. Again, the person to prove this is you. See if you don't be so identified with your body and your mind, and you reside in the awareness of the actions, of the emotions, that you don't find a love for yourself, a love for others, a love for pure beingness naturally comes out. At first, this may seem hard to do because we are so attached to our bodies, our minds, our thoughts, but with time, and I've been teaching people this for quite a while now, with time and earnestness, I really believe all of us can become still, can become quiet, can become who we are, can awaken to our permanent self, our non-dual self-awareness of who we are. And in that self-awareness, in that awareness of who we are, in that awakening, a beauty, a love unfolds naturally because it's always been there. It's who we are. It's what permanently resides in us. Love is perhaps what we'll discover who we are when we let go of our fears, our attachments, and our desires because they're just part of the impermanent body. What they're doing is they're trying to find that deep love, but they're looking for it in all the wrong places. They're looking for it in relationships, in success, in achievement, in money. But those aren't the ultimate desire of what we're looking for. We're trying to discover who we are and identify with our true self. When we do that, a deep, beautiful love, in the East they call it bliss, but a deep, beautiful love permeates our pure essence of who we are, who we've always been, and who we will always be. The great thing about this is, we don't need to trust what others have said to find out if it's true or not. We can find out for ourselves. We don't need sacred books. We don't need great gurus or mystics telling us what's true. All we need to do is be still, watch our body, watch our thoughts. Don't identify with them. Just watch them and see in that silent awareness what unfolds. The infinite universe of who we've always been, who we will always be, resides there and everything flows out of there. We've merely misidentified with our true self. When we're silent, when we become that ghost, just watching ourselves, we may discover who we are. Thank you for joining me on this week's Enlightenment Podcast. Remember that in order to discover who we are, it takes time, it takes earnestness. And I think going back, listening to the older podcasts, reading the articles, and really steeping ourselves in seeing who we really are can be incredibly helpful on helping us move towards awakening. So if you'd like to learn more about the world of enlightenment, please go to www.enlightenmentpodcast.com. 
That's enlightenmentpodcast.com. Until next time, just be.